Today, I'm going to tell you a story about salmon. Yeah, the fish. We're going to talk about how they navigate up and around an obstacle in their life. And we're going to kind of compare that to how we navigate around obstacles that come up in our lives and how that impacts our hope. Because sometimes hope decreases. So we want hope to increase. And I'm going to also give you three tips of what to do when you hit obstacles like that. And I'm going to cap it off with a funny story that should make you laugh. Stay tuned. Welcome to Stories of Hope in Hard Times, the show that explores how people endure and even thrive in difficult times, all with God's help. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson. Join me on a journey to find inspiring stories of hope and wisdom learned in life's hardest moments. Hello and welcome to another episode of Tamara's Takeaways. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson, and I am excited about today's episode. I'm going to tell you a really fun story first. I want to imagine that you were a salmon, a fish, coming in from the Pacific Ocean, north of Seattle, Washington, off the United States' western coast. And as a salmon, you have a goal of spawning somewhere in the tributaries of Lake Washington where you were born or where you hatched. So you would come in to the Puget Sound and you'd go into Shilshone Bay and continue on up until you're suddenly stopped by a dam. Now, this is no ordinary dam. This dam separates the 20 foot above sea level fresh water of the lakes from the salt water of the Pacific. And just like a dam stops the progression of water, it also halts the progression of salmon and any boats coming up this causeway. Unfortunately, sea lions also know that the salmon will be stopped here and love feasting at this stopping point. So if you were a salmon, you might be thinking, what the heck? <laughs> what happened to my goal to swim up river and spawn? How do I get there when I'm stopped by a dam and hunted by predators? I'm going to pause there and step back from this story and continue in, in just a little bit. What do you do when you hit a change? Something that stops you or stops your progress. That's kind of a hard feeling to have the rug pulled out from under you. And there's nothing more frustrating than having your progress stopped. Many people felt this frustration when countries locked down during the coronavirus outbreak. It was hard to have our progress or our normal lives stopped halted, damned even, most experienced a decrease in hope. I think it's important to understand the concept of hope and what helps us have hope so that when our progress is stopped or our normal life is changed, we know how to pivot. On last week's episode with Dr. Benjamin Hardy, we talked about hope. One of the quotes I read from his book, 
personality isn't permanent, says, research shows you cannot have hope without a goal. I'm going to repeat that. Research shows you cannot have hope without a goal. Now, you might be thinking, Tamara, that is crazy. Goals or success, they're just not connected to hope. But the more I've studied hope, because I want to understand it, especially since I'm talking about it on a podcast every week, the more I've studied it, the more I've realized that goals or perhaps how we envision the future has everything to do with hope. If I were to ask you what changed in your future because the world shut down with the coronavirus, I bet you could tell me exactly what changed, what was shut down, what didn't happen. For me and my family, we missed going on a choir tour to California. Choir concerts were canceled. Piano and voice lessons were canceled. School was canceled. Heck, going to the store to grocery shop was canceled. We couldn't go. Our spring break trip to Yosemite and the giant sequoias was canceled. And I'd kind of hoped to go to Disneyland for my birthday in May, but that never happened. What happened to hope? It actually decreased because our family couldn't envision the future. It had changed. Life stopped. And guess what? I felt frustrated. (laughs) People were clamoring to try to figure out how to solve these problems and keep moving. And our family was no different. Let's go back to the story of the salmon. The salmon have come as far as they can up this waterway, and they're stopped by this dam. But this is no ordinary dam. This is the Ballard Locks. And on one side of the dam, if the fish swim backwards and forwards trying to find a way through, they'll catch the scent of fresh water because they're drawn to it. They have a very good sense of smell. And by following this freshwater scent, it requires them to go a different or perhaps a more difficult route up a series of what they call weirs. I want you to picture a giant water staircase where each step is kind of a the next level up with water. And the salmon literally have to jump, propel their bodies out of the water to get up the next foot so that they're increasing how high they're moving. And they eventually bridge the gap between the sea level, which is level zero, and the 20 feet where the fresh water is. And so the salmon literally jump up these steps have to take a 90-degree turn a couple of times, and, and they finally make their way into the fresh water and can continue their journey on up into the tributaries of Lake Washington where they can return and spawn like they've been going for. So 
My family and I had the privilege of visiting these Ballard Locks back in 2014 when we visited the Seattle area, and it is awesome. I highly, highly recommend it. They have this really cool viewing window, which is under the water, and you can watch the salmon as they're pushing against the flow of the water, and they navigate their way through this fishing, or this fish ladder is what they call it. And the fish ladder isn't a straight up. Like I said, there's 90 degree turns. They have to go against the current. It's hard, but it's challenging. And these salmon have a drive and they just don't give up. They're going to push and push and push until they make it. And they do. Now, I'll include some pictures of our family at the locks because boats can also make this 20 uh, foot increase by going through some locks and it's pretty fun to watch them as well but um, I'll put all that on my show notes page if you want to check it out I'm going to draw some comparisons here just as the salmon had to smell and find their way up the fish ladder when we hit a challenge that stops us just like this dam stopped the fish we too have to learn to kind of pivot, jump out of the water per se, uh, find a different way to achieve our goals or maybe change our goals. Granted, there were things like the high school choir tour that could not be replaced, but my kids did learn to do piano and voice lessons online. School was moved online, I learned to do my grocery shopping online and pick it up and the store delivered it right in my trunk. It was, it was actually pretty cool. <laughs> Our spring break trip, though it got canceled, morphed into a different trip at the beginning of May where we rented an RV for the first time and drove down to southern Utah and explored Bryce Canyon, Escalante, and Capitol Reef because it was outside. And there weren't very many people and we weren't impacted by the coronavirus. We kind of had to brainstorm our way out and pivot just like the fish. And as we envisioned and figured out new goals, our hope increased. It's interesting. Remember how we go back to that quote by Benjamin Hardy, research shows you cannot have hope without a goal. And that's what we found to be true. When, when the world changed, our hope decreased because our goals got shattered. But as we moved forward and kept looking and pivoting, we were able to establish new goals. We found ways around it, just like the fish. So I'm sharing major goals here, but goals can be minor things as well. I was sick for about a month during the coronavirus outbreak, and I think I may have even had the coronavirus, um, trying to figure out how to get tested, but it's not as easy as I thought it would be. But I had to pivot my expectations of myself because I was so tired I couldn't get up at my usual 5.30 a.m. So I had to modify my goal to be 7 a.m. because I needed more rest. And after that, I ended up getting about a month and a half of rebounding almost daily migraines. Uh, 
and I had to pivot and learn to be more gentle and kind to myself. And I had to change and make a goal that my goal was to get my health back and start feeling better. And I was able to get my health back and get to feeling better. And, and, and so sometimes we have to pivot several times until we find where we're supposed to be. But as I set new and different goals, like getting my health back, it became a priority for me and I was able to figure that out. So I'm going to give you three tips that you should consider in life when you need to pivot because your goals have been shattered. Um, these are things that I've had to apply throughout my life and they've really, really been helpful for me. Tip number one, pray. <laughs> when you hit something in life that completely stops you, pray. Sometimes we're going down a path that God's, we feel God has led us on and we hit a dam. And when you hit a stopping point, ask God to help you figure out either a way around it or ask where he wants you to go from there. We talked last week about living in limbo. God isn't going to give you every step of the way. He might give you an impression, or he may expect you to think for yourself and see if you can figure something out to help you move up and around and through that fish ladder along the side there. <laughs> There's an awesome verse in Romans chapter 12, verse 12, which explains this. It says, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, which if you look at the Greek translation means constantly persisting in prayer. So rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulations, and constantly persisting in prayer. So persist in prayer until God either opens a window, <laughs> points you in another direction, or helps you climb the ladder around your obstacle. Tip number two, be flexible. <laughs> I laugh that I'm giving you this tip because I used to be the polar opposite. I used to be very, very rigid in my plans and in my thinking when I was much younger. I think I've shared some stories that have conveyed that. But the interesting thing about life and having two sons on the autism spectrum is that I never knew coming into a day if it was going to be a good day or a bad day. I had to learn to be flexible and bend. And my life, well, my life is actually better because of it. Because change doesn't throw me into complete disarray like it used to. And I think that's a good thing because if life is consistent in anything, <laughs> it's consistently changing. Can I get an amen here? <laughs> amen, right? Life is constant in change. So learn to be flexible. Tip number three, don't give up. This is a crucial one because sometimes when our hope drops, we're like, I don't want to move forward anymore. I give up. And that's a hard feeling to feel, and it's real. And if you're at that point and you stay at that point for more than six months, please get medical attention. Doctors can help you. That You might have depression. You might have situational depression. And that is a very real thing. So get help. So don't give up. Goals, expectations, or hopes might need to be altered 
but don't give up on moving forward. You aren't done learning until you die, so keep learning, keep moving forward, keep trying to figure out the next step, even if it feels like you're taking one step forward and one step back. And you might even need to rest a day or two or five or 20 before you take another step. But keep moving. Don't give up. I hope we can keep pushing forward and not give up. And someday say like the Apostle Paul boldly declared at the end of his mortal life, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Now there is someone who didn't give up. Paul kept moving and pushing forward through prison, shipwrecks, persecution, even unto death. And Paul, Paul had the eternal hope, the eternal vision of where he would someday be with a crown of righteousness on his head. And that same blessing and gift of hope can be each of ours as we keep moving, as we don't give up, as we pray, as we continue to be flexible. Now, my friends, we've had a great story about salmon and trying to swim upriver, and we may feel like our hope has been dashed, but I hope that you can pivot and set new goals. Even if they're tiny baby goals, like tomorrow I'm going to get up at this time in the morning and I am going to do this and set a goal of what you want to do. And if you have kids that throw your day for a loop, remember the second thing of being flexible. And be flexible because life does not turn out (laughs) how we expect every day. But keep setting baby goals which can grow into a little bit bigger goals. And as we set bigger and bigger goals and accomplish them, our hope increases and our self-esteem increases as well. All right, so we've talked about some really important things about how to increase our hope when our dreams and hopes and expectations have been dashed. And now I'm going to tell you a funny story because it's important that we laugh. The other morning, I had a long chat with my oldest son, Jordan. He came up and just sat and chatted with me in my office, and it was really fun. We just sat and laughed and talked, and and it was fun. And when he got up to leave, I hugged him, and when I hugged him, I felt something on his shirt, on the back of his shirt, and I it was a sticker, and so I pulled it off, and I looked at it, and I burst out laughing. <laughs> Because it was a little small circular sticker that said, monkey butt powder. (laughs) And he had just been to the gym and I thought, oh no, Jordan's gone through the gym with this sticker on his bag and nobody's pointed it out to him. But he was laughing too. He thought it was quite hilarious. And I immediately knew who the culprit was. It was my husband. (laughs) Because this is a brand of product we actually buy. Uh, to keep you kind of dry down in the nether regions um, when it's hot and humid and sweaty. 
And uh, come to find out, my husband came in as we were laughing and, and, and he acknowledged that he'd stuck it on Jordan when he patted him on the back when he got home from the gym. So at least Jordan hadn't gone <laughs> into the gym with this sticker saying monkey butt powder on him. But we all had a laugh and it was, it was quite funny. So find humor in life, my friends. Life is crazy and it changes. Find hope. Make hope as you set goals and keep your eye on that eternal goal of eternal life with a crown of righteousness because sometimes that's all we can cling to someday is someday we'll get there, right? (laughs) So have hope and keep smiling, my friends. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's show. I know that there are many of you out there that are going through a hard time and I hope you found things that have been useful today as you listen to the podcast. If you would like to access the show notes from today's podcast, visit my website. It is storiesofhopepodcast.com. That is where you'll find favorite quotes from today's episode and shareable memes. And those are fun because you can share them with your friends on social media. You will also find the links mentioned throughout today's episode so you don't have to remember what those were. And also all the tips that were shared. Sometimes tips are shared so much throughout an episode you forget. What were those great things? So go to the show notes, storiesofhopepodcast.com to look up these fantastic resources. You know, if someone kept coming to mind during today's episode, perhaps that means that you should share this with them. Maybe there was a story shared or a tip that they really, really need to hear. So go ahead and share this episode with them. May God bless you, especially if you are struggling with hope to carry on and with the strength to keep going when things get tough. Remember to walk with Christ and he will help bear that burden. Above all else, Remember, God loves you.